Have you struggled with self-confidence? Being over 50, I've had countless moments of self-doubt from questioning my career choices to going through a divorce and trying to navigate the dating world as a single mom. Sometimes it feels like the doubts just keep piling up, but I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I am your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to be sharing the Beautifully Confident show, where we'll explore ways to grow our confidence inside and out. We'll hear from experts who have been through it all and learn practical tips for embracing our strengths and feeling more self-assured. I'm excited to embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and I hope you'll join me in overcoming our doubts and fears and become beautifully confident together. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to have you here. On our show, we explore the powerful connection between beauty and confidence, and we hear from incredible experts who have overcome challenges and risen to become the beautifully confident women they are today. We know that confidence isn't always easy, and life can throw us curveballs that shake our sense of self. But by sharing our stories and steps we took to elevate ourselves, we hope to inspire and empower our listeners to embrace their own unique beauty and cultivate unshakable confidence. And I am super excited to introduce my guest today. Welcome, Megan. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am excited for our listeners to hear your story it's so important for our listeners to know they are not alone. Everyone has a story and, and they need to know you're not alone and there is support and help for whatever steps you need to take next. Ah, so let me share a little bit about Megan. Megan is a certified love coach and healing agent uh, on a mission to empower women to heal, transforming their pain into power and unlocking the purposeful life they were created for. She is a wife and mother, as well as the proud author of a life-changing book, Unloved, where she shares her own inspiring journey from abuse to abundance and gives you her life lessons and exact blueprint that she used to go from poverty to prosperity in just six short months. Wow, who wouldn't want that in six short months? Fueled by her mission, she leads people to freedom through a few distinct avenues. Her two Facebook groups, Empower and Changing the Traje Trajectory, her coaching company, Rise to Your Worth, as well as public speaking. She is devoted to supporting women on their journey of self-discovery and growth with extensive experience in life coaching and hands-on life experiences. Megan has mastered the essential lessons required to overcome internal struggles and shift the attraction process, allowing her clients to thrive in healthy, loving, and amazing relationships. Her individualized, positive approach helps clients attain their goals and set them on the path to achieving the life they have always dreamed of. As a professionally trained and experienced mentor, Megan possesses the tools, understanding, and knowledge necessary to guide clients in creating the life they know exists, but are uncertain they can attain. Megan is here to show you that not only is this life attainable, but you are also more than worthy of receiving it. Oh, I love that. Oh my goodness. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. And thank you for that introduction. And I really have a passion and fire inside of me to help women to step into who they're meant to be. So many women 
suffer from feeling unworthy. And sometimes we don't even realize it. Yeah, absolutely. And early, it saddens my heart because I believe we are all worthy of living an abundant, amazing life. Yeah. So Megan, can you share a little bit about you um, and your story and your journey of how you got to where you are now? Absolutely. So I tell people all the time, it wasn't always like this, <laughs> obviously, right? A lot of people's story is, is similar to that. But I come from a very dark place, a very painful childhood. And I believe that I was born into that life to become the person that I am today. But I was introduced to evil at a very young age the evil in this world and the coldness. And it's just, it's something I think should definitely be talked about because we're always focused on, on the shiny objects and the amazing things in life, but very seldom do we really talk about the realness and what it's like when, when you're in that space and when you're hurting and you feel like you can't see a way out. And that is where I spent a lot of my life, in pain. And that's why my passion is to show women how to turn their pain into power, because I felt pain for far too long, to the point that it's taking me to my knees and to a point of surrender, where I was like, God, if you're real, take this from me. Because I didn't believe he was real, I, because my life was so bad. It was hard to believe in something so good when all you know is pain and all you see are bad things. So I don't want people to suffer the way that I did. And that's yeah. what I, I want to help them to get through that so they don't have to, because that's not what we're meant to do. We're not meant to suffer. And I don't believe that God wants anybody to hurt. I do believe that we have to go through things to shape us and to mold us and to really empower us to become the people that we're supposed to be. But he doesn't want us to stay there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And I, I do think women need to hear, yes, people do go through child abuse and, and different things and know that you're not alone. Um, so Megan, let me take you through, um, you know, our, our next steps because our listeners always want to hear. So when was there a point in your life that, that you realized uh, this isn't right? Because a lot of times, especially as, as kids, that's all we know. So it's how that cycle keeps being repeated. So when did that come, you know, for you that you thought this isn't right and I need to do something to reclaim my own confidence and myself? I spent my whole life feeling like that, really. I remember being a little girl looking around thinking to myself, this cannot be life. This can't be right. And I tell people I did not have role models. I had no models. Like I, I'm like, I had people that, no, I don't want to be like that. Oh no, I don't want to be like that. And I learned those things who I didn't want to be at a very young age. And I've always had this desire for more. And I always had this belief in myself. I would tell myself, you will not be a statistic. You will not end up like this. This will not be your life when you're older. 
And I would see my mom go through things and I would tell myself, I'll never do that. I will not let that become me. And I won't let people treat me that way. And I would just started to have those conversations with myself at a very young age. And then we don't know what we don't know. So as the years went on and as I grew older, I found myself in those same situations. And I found myself attracting those toxic relationships and allowing people to treat me less than I was worthy of. And I found myself feeling like I'm exactly where I promised myself I wouldn't be. Hmm. And when I had my daughter, I, she was about three years old when I really had a slap in the face with myself. And I was like, you are exactly where you promised yourself you would never be. I was crying myself to sleep at night and I was looking over at her and I was just like, what are you doing? Like, what am I doing? I do not want her to grow up watching the same things that I did. And not that I was in an abusive relationship because I wasn't at that time. I have been in the past, but at that time it wasn't physically abusive. I had just lost myself trying to love someone that just wasn't capable of loving me. Hmm. And honestly, I didn't know how to love myself. I had never learned. So I found myself at a really, really dark place. And I knew that if I couldn't do it for me, I had to do it for her. So that's when I started to cry out for help and to ask God if, you know, what, what are you showing me? Where do you want me? I know this isn't it. Like, please guide me, show me. And at that point, I didn't know how to hear from him. I just knew that I wasn't where I was meant to be. So I started to have those conversations and I started to ask him to put the right people in my life and to show me and to guide me. And I started my surrender process, if you will. Wow. So, um, my gosh, I'm glad you mentioned, um, that you realized like you, you knew it, you know, that this wasn't a good situation, but we don't know what we don't know. And we, if we don't start to look at those cycles, we will end up in the same place. And it's a hard, hard step to get out of our comfort zone because it is a comfort zone. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's still what we know. So Megan, um, can you talk about some of the steps that you started to take then to, to move yourself past that? Because those are, they're so important for our listeners to hear. Where'd you start? Well, there, there were a lot. <laughs> um, it wasn't, it's, I, a lot of people want like a microwave thing. They're like, just tell me how to get it. Let me jump on it and let me go. And the truth is that there's not just one step. It's going to be a process, no matter what you're trying to accomplish. And you're going to just have to keep moving, to keep going. And with that being said, I started to reach out to other people and to have conversations and to seek wise advice. What do you, you know, like guidance? Because I had no idea. I, at that point, I was a stay-at-home mother. I had no money and I had no direction. I didn't even know what I wanted. Like, I didn't know what I wanted in life, what I wanted to be. I didn't know who I wanted to be. I just knew I wanted to be better than what I had. 
So, like I said, I started to pray. And then things started happening. I remember I had a conversation with, with God one night because my life got so crazy. Things started happening. This is all in my book. Like, I go into my complete journey. It's just so, I'm so raw and open in that book. But I don't have enough time to share it all here. So, I remember saying, I know you don't want me here, but show me, please show me where you want me and what my next steps are. And it was so crazy that it got to a point where, because I didn't have enough courage on my own to just get up and walk out of the door because I didn't know, I didn't know where I was going to go. And like you said, stepping out of that comfort zone is really hard, but God loves us enough to leave us somewhere. So he allowed things in my life to get so chaotic that I came to the point that I said, I don't care where you take me, just get me out of here, right? Just get me out of here. Like I need to go because I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm losing my mind. I feel like, like I was just at a really, really dark place. So I ended up going away and going to this like retreat so to speak, facility, and where I learned how to breathe. I didn't even know because I was so used to living in survival and constant chaos that I didn't even know I didn't know how to breathe properly. And I would subconsciously hold my breath because when you are used to turmoil, you're, con you're just subconsciously waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for that ball to drop. You're, you're just on eggshells, right? Just mm -hmm. on edge. And I lived my entire life like that. So thankfully, I learned how to breathe. I learned how to meditate. I learned how to be still, which I had no idea how much power is in that. And when I finally learned those things, I learned how to listen. And when I learned how to listen, everything shifted for me. And then I started expecting my questions to be answered. And he started placing people in my life. And one of the biggest things that changed my life is I was showing a house one day and the owner of the home is never really there when you're showing a house. And I was there with a client at this house and the owner was there. And I had a conversation with this man. At the end of our conversation, he walks out to his car and he comes back and he hands me this book. And it was Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Hmm. And he said, you need to read this book. And I was like, okay, thank you. And I planned on reading it, but I didn't plan on reading it in a few days. I had never read a book this fast in my life. But when you ask, God will answer and he will send people to you. So this man, would he text me every, every other day, what page are you on? And would hold me accountable. Mm. And I needed that because it put a little fire under me. And I read this book probably in about a week. I'd never read a book front to back that fast in my life, but it changed my life. And within six months, everything shifted for me. Everything shifted for me. I attracted a position that I didn't even qualify for. I started making more money than I had ever made in my life. I manifested my dream car. Like everything shifted for me because I did the work and I, I listened, I read, I answered the questions, and I became willing to, to listen and to take suggestions. Wow. 
Wow, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. So one book, one book changed your life. <laughs> one book changed my life. It really did. And my relationship with God, of course, because it wasn't just the book, but I, I would spend time and pray and listen and all of those things. Like it, there's, it's not just a one, one answer thing, but when you take steps and you become open, he will do more for us than we could ever ask or think. The life that I have today and where I come from, most people can't even believe. And it's really sad because he, I believe, wants this for everyone. Yeah. He, we serve a limitless God. Like he has more than anything or anyone. And he can afford to give us all everything that we want. And some people, which I, I know because I was there, but some people don't believe that because we only know what we know. And when we right. come from scarcity and when we come from not enough, it's hard to believe that there's more than enough for everyone. Yes. And I love that idea. And I think it's important for our listeners to know there is more than enough. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it is about learning, about listening for what God has for us. And I'm glad you said that because um, it is, it's a question I ask every morning as well. What do you have for me today? What, what do you want me to see? Who do you want me to meet? Who do you want me to interact with? And I think it's also important for our listeners to know sometimes we don't always hear it and sometimes it's loud. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and I tell women a lot that it's it may take you a while to hear from him but if you wholeheartedly seek him he will put people in your life that can hear from him and he will speak through them absolutely he will find a way to get his message to you whether it is a video whether it's something on the radio, on TV, or through a person. But when we become receptive, he will communicate. Absolutely. Yeah. Ah, thank you for sharing that, Megan. Um, so Megan, can you tell our listeners where they can find you and what you have going on right now, how you're, you're helping women and some of the, because I know you have a couple things going on. So tell us about those. Absolutely. So I'm on social media on all platforms as Megan Liz Felix. And what do I have going on right now? Oh my goodness. I, I wanted to speak on this because of the, the principle behind this. So I just did a unloved book challenge where I gave away a free week vacation in Florida to whoever shared, read the book and shared it with the most people. And the reason that I'm sharing this is because I think it is very important for women to understand that we all have the same thoughts, we all have the same feelings, and that it doesn't matter what level of success or what you achieve or accomplish in life, we still have those doubts and conversations, right? There's famous people I have conversations with that still get nervous when they go to speak, that still you know, don't feel enough sometimes or still feel inadequate when they walk in rooms. But I say that because I received a message from a girl that 
I used to coach. She was one of my former clients and she was doing so well, but sometimes we get to a point where we're like, oh, I'm good. And then we stop doing the work and then you know what happens then, right? We get yeah. knocked back 20 steps <laughs> and yeah. we have to start from ground zero. So she sent me a message and apologized for not responding to my message about the free vacation. She said, but I want to be honest with you. I just didn't feel like I was on your level. And my heart broke because hmm. I could understand where she was coming from. But it saddens me because I never think like that. I know what it's like to come from nothing. I came from there. Right. I growing up, my mother, we, we had nothing. She was a single mom. I was lucky if we had one pair of shoes for the entire year. Right. There were no there was no extra money. And if I wanted something, I had to work for it at a very young age. So I would never get to a point where I thought I was better than someone. And I believe God let me go through that journey to develop my character. So that didn't happen. But it, it saddened me because I'm like, you just shot yourself in the foot and didn't even take the chance to win this vacation because you had a story in your head, which we all do, right? Yeah. So there's no fault to her, but you had a story in your head and it just kept you from that experience. And I don't want that for people. I want people to know that I don't care where you are. I don't care what you have or do not have. I know what it feels like to be sleeping on a floor. You know what I mean? Like, I know what it feels like to not have anything. I never want people to look at someone and think I'm not on that level or they're better than me and not show up for themselves because that is not what people Well, I'll speak for myself. That's not what I would ever think. And the people I surround myself with and the women that I surround myself with, that's not how we operate. We want to help people rise. We would never look at somebody that is at a lesser point in their life and think that. It's like, no, we would say, honey, here, take my hand and let me help you. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned your book. Um, and for, for our listeners, if you missed how you can connect with Megan, it's okay. It's going to be in the show notes. Um, so can you tell us um, where our listeners can get your book? Uh, how long has it been out? Yes, it actually came out May 31st of this year. It's available on Amazon and my links are on my Instagram bio. Okay. And I also, what is it? It's M-S-H-A dot, uh, we can put it in the comments. Okay. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yes, but there's a website that has all of my, my links to my groups, to my website, to the book but it is available on Amazon. And I also want to say that throughout my journey, my daughter actually, who is nine years old, wrote a book during one of her breakdown moments, right? She, she had a complete breakdown and got suspended from school and was grounded in her room. And she's like, I just want to die, right? My life is over. I got suspended. And I mean, we all get that. And I was like, no, I was able to coach her through that and say, you're amazing. Go spend that time and do something, create magic. I wish at that time I was still working on my book. So I said, I wish I had four or five days in my room. I'd finish my book. <laughs> I was like, go write a book. She did. And it like blew me away. Oh my gosh. And it's so amazing. And she empowers children and she oh. tells them how amazing they are and how to practice gratitude and 
write affirmations and gives them a little space to write their own story. And I'm just, I'm so proud of her. So that is titled You Are Loved. And it is also available on Amazon. Oh my goodness. An author at nine. That's impressive. <laughs> so that is what started changing the trajectory. When wow. she actually did that, that's when God put it on my heart to start changing the trajectory group and what we are doing in there. So that's great. And is that a free group, Megan? It is. Yes, it is. Great. Great. Ah, oh my goodness. So much, so much I to know. unpack. And I know such a short time, um, but we love to give our, our listeners hope and, and understand that they're not alone. And I love how you mentioned we all have these feelings. We all go through something. And unfortunately, I think as we're going through it, a lot of times we feel like I'm the only one. No one under, no one will understand. Um, and, you know, it may not even be I'm the only one, but no one will understand this and they'll judge me. And, and they'll judge me. Yes. Yeah. And, and how that often is, do we keep it to ourselves? Way too often. And that is like one of the biggest lies from the enemy because that's where he wants us. He wants us alone and in our head where he can torment you, right? Mm -hmm. Where he can torment us. And somebody said it one day that um, he is, what, what, how did she word that? Um, allowing the enemy to have a party in your life. And I was like, that is really good because when we get in our head and we don't share our thoughts and feelings with other people, that's exactly what we are doing. We're allowing him to have a party in our life because he will tell us things that keep people in places that God doesn't want them anymore, that he's trying to call them out of. And that is one of the reasons. I mean, there's so many reasons. I just don't want people to feel the pain that I felt, but I also know what is possible when we step out of our comfort zone and when we surround ourselves with women that just want to help and embrace and lift other women. So I really strongly encourage all of your listeners to not believe those thoughts in their head and to know that there are women out here that will love you and that will never judge you because we've been through things ourselves, right? And when you have a relationship with God, whether you do or you don't, we're going to love you anyway. But when you surround yourself with women that, that have that foundation, I believe that it's just not in our character to judge because we know the relationship that we have and we know that we're not perfect. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, before we get to our what does beautifully confident mean to you question, can you give our listeners just a couple of action steps if they are listening and they're feeling like, I just, I feel like I am, I'm stuck. I've gone through, you know, some things. Um, can you give our listeners a few action steps that they can take to start to pull out of that? Absolutely. So first and foremost, I would say to find your tribe, to get out of your comfort zone, I am a proud, proud member of GPA, which is Girl Power Alliance. And it is this international program where they have any type of resources you could possibly think of as far as self-development and trainings and just 
there's so many different things. There's leadership academies in there. There's speaker academies. There's writing. They're helping people write books now. And there's just so many different things that you can go to and get everything you need in one place because it's an internal process. And we spend so much time looking for things externally to fix us or to fill us or to occupy our time. And it's like running into brick walls. And yeah. I feel like, you know, it's going to be a constant hamster wheel for the rest of people's lives until they get to that point where they realize, okay, maybe this is an internal journey and it's a heart journey. Once we get that right, everything else falls into place and everything aligns. So I would say first and foremost, start your healing internal process, whatever that may look like for you. Pick up a book, call somebody that you know can guide you in the right direction, reach out to me, whatever that may look like. Yeah. Okay. So find your tribe, which I think is great, and start the internal because, yes, I do think so many of us have shiny object syndrome and we're always looking for that. Oh, this will make me feel better. This will make me feel better. Uh, you know, I, I'll arrive when I start doing this or, or being this. And it's just, it needs to happen on the inside. Absolutely. And I like how you said, I will arrive. And that's one of the things in my book where it's like one of the last steps I tell people never to arrive. Yeah. Don't ever <laughs> arrive. Because when people, when we feel like, oh, I've arrived, I got it. It's like, oh no, <laughs> that's a scary yeah. place to be because God will show you quickly. <laughs> uh, I think it's the beginning of your neck downward spiral. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so never arrive. Always just strive to be a better person, right? A better version of yourself. And I say, think about who you want to be, not just what you want. Because when we can think of that, like, who do I want to exemplify? I look at women and I'm like, oh, she has grace. She has class. Oh, she's confident. And I, I find these traits in women and I'm like, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to become. And then when you ask yourself those questions, what can I do next? How can I become that? It's, yeah. it's an internal thing instead of just, oh, that's going to fix me. Let me get that core. Oh, if I live there, I'll be happy. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. It's not out. Oh works. my gosh. And I love that you said that because I that you talked about um that you do see women who possess confidence or grace. It's okay to look at other women and aspire to have that quality. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're aspiring to be them. It means that we're identifying uh, a quality that we like in someone and recognizing I can develop that in myself. Absolutely. And I also think it's important to point it out and to compliment people because when we see things in other people and we can say, oh, I really like this or, oh, you know, you look beautiful today or just compliment them or even get honest with yourself. Yes, I would love to be like that. You're opening the door for, for receiving. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually on uh, somebody's TV show on, on Sunday night and uh, it was about, the show was about kindness and I it just, it was an act of, we were supposed to talk about an act of kindness that, that happened to us 
And I'm a kind of a literal listener. So I took that as, oh, well, what happened to me today? And I was in the airport and somebody sat down at a table next to me at a restaurant. And in a few minutes, she looked over and she said, your outfit is amazing. And it was a reminder to me of how much it lifts our days when we get a compliment and a genuine compliment. She didn't have to say that. She didn't know me. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Right. So exactly. I do think it's but important. It, it made you feel good, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. And, and my daughter does that. And it just makes my heart so happy when I see her. She'll go to the waitress and she'll say, you're so beautiful. And they light up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Because that's how I believe we're supposed to be. We're yeah. supposed to be lifting people and building people and telling people how beautiful they are. Because just because you're beautiful doesn't mean that I'm not. Just because if I compliment your outfit, it doesn't mean that mine may not be great, right? right. Like there's enough for everyone. Right. Yeah. Ah, oh my goodness. Oh, and Megan, can you tell our listeners what it means to be beautifully confident to you? Yes. To be beautifully confident to me is an internal thing. It is to feel, actually feel good actually look be able to look yourself in the mirror and say I love you I couldn't do that for so long I I didn't and I used to think it was crazy when somebody would ask you to do that they would say did you ever look yourself in the mirror and say I love you and I'm like ew no but there's so much power in that there is so much power in that and I want to leave you guys with this because a very wise successful man told me one day while he was not just telling me, he was telling a group of people at a mastermind I was at, that one of the things we can do to build our confidence is to set a timer on your phone every morning for two minutes. When you get out of the shower and you're standing in your towel and you're by yourself in your bathroom to shut the door and look at yourself in the mirror for two minutes, completely naked, and start to fall in love with yourself. Say, I love you. I love you. I love you until you start to believe it. But it takes 120 days to rewire our brain. So you have to do it every single day. And if you skip a day, you got to go back to square one and start at day one. But if you do that for 120 days and start to fall in love with your scars, your birthmarks, your stretch marks, all the things that you want to say ew to when you look in the mirror, it does something internally and shifts everything around. And when you feel beautiful from the inside, then you're able to go and be beautiful to everyone on the outside. I love that. Oh my goodness, 120 days. <laughs> Seems like a lot. <laughs> it does. But you'll stop to stop counting after a while. Yeah, yeah. It just oh becomes part of your, your normal routine. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Ah, well, thank you so much for sharing your story um, and, and your inspiration with our listeners. Do you have any last minute words that you are dying to share? The only thing I would say is I really encourage women to do that and to start the journey of self-care and self-love. Because when we 
can learn to really put ourselves first and love ourselves, then we can love everyone around us the way that we're meant to. And this is something I wish I knew at a very young age. And unfortunately or fortunately, I didn't until a few years ago. But now I know the importance of it. And I know that when I am on my priority list and when I'm taking my self-care time and I'm pouring into myself, I'm a better wife, I'm a better mother, I'm a better friend, I'm a better coach, I'm a better mentor. I'm just all around a better person for those around me. Oh, thank you so much for that. I appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you. I appreciate you as well. Absolutely. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Beautifully Confident Show. Thank you so much for joining us as we explored the connection between beauty and confidence. And remember, if you're feeling like your confidence has been shaken, it's never too late to rise up and step into your most beautifully confident self. Be sure to check the show notes for more information on how you can connect with us and continue your journey towards self-love and empowerment. And until next time, stay beautifully confident. Are you fed up with feeling exhausted and drained? I was some years ago until I took action to reclaim my confidence. Are you ready to regain your self-assurance and dive into a fulfilling professional journey that you adore? It's time to embrace the perfect blend of self-care and effective time management. Book a strategy call with me on my Beautifully Confident podcast website, where we'll team up and design a seamless work-life action plan tailored just for you. Take a peek at my 12-week She Elevates Now program, where we delve into the depths and establish lasting habits that will transform your life. Let's partner up and make magic happen. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.